Well, the pleasure is all mine. Andrew, welcome yes. to the Thank you. show. How are you? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. You know, this is exciting because, uh, you know, as as the world may know, maybe later when someone goes back in the archives and watches this interview, they'll they won't know what I'm talking about. But we are we are in a strike right now. And so my my little busy life has come to a standstill. And uh, hey. I've never been happier to be participating in this today because it gives shape to my day. Otherwise, it's just picking up kids and <laughs> hanging around, you know, answering questions in front of the mirror. You got two daughters, right? I do. Yeah. How have they uh, changed your life since they've come in to it? Um, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I'm I was going to say. Selfish. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm incredibly self-absorbed, and uh, you know, a lot of people they say. You know, don't miss a moment of it. I've missed most of it, uh, you know, and I'm fine. I'm just fine. No, um, they, uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know what I would, I did before I, I had, I had kids, honestly. I don't know what I was doing. It's a different life. Um, mo- most, yeah, mostly I just can't, I can't really remember that. I don't, I don't remember that dynamic. I don't, I, I can't imagine having that amount of spare time. Um, it's great. Yeah, it's just mind blowing. Imagine just going to a movie, just being like, I want to go to a movie and then going to one, you know, like that's the freedom. Yeah. Although now we're there. I mean, like I've, I've made it through, I now have a 15 year old and a 10 year old. So, um, like they watch themselves now they're self-cleaning, self-feeding for the most part. It's, it's pretty incredible. So like, that I, means boyfriends are around it. the corner. Man, you know, She'll, she'd kill me for saying this. I, I thought that we'd be there already, but she is rather reserved. Um, plus, she goes to an all-girls school. Okay. But that, that, that doesn't seem to have stopped a lot of her friends. Um, they have like a, you know, there's like a boy, an all-boys school in LA here that um, they do like uh, social events with. So mm. it's not, uh, not, not yeah, courage. Yeah. yeah. You know, she she's just really taken that part of her little life really slowly, which I, I love not, not just because, I mean, obviously that's like an intimidating, you know, thing to think about. Um, but also like, I, like, I want her to have that. I want her to have that. She's very like school focused and, uh, she just hasn't got there yet. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I actually have a, uh, my, my younger sister works in the court system in Louisiana and she deals with a lot of young women um, that have been, um, you know, involved in some some gnarly stuff. And as a result of that, she has some pretty uh, scary opinions about um, mm. kind of like what you should and shouldn't do with your teenager. But one of the things she told me, and then I never forgot this, was she was like, "Have the you know, have the courage to allow your daughter to navigate their own emotional journey." And I never forgot that because like, you know, a lot of people were always saying like, you know, when you tell a, a guy that you're having a daughter, they're like, all right, get the shotgun. You know, like there's like that very like pre- overly protective yeah. thing that, that males yeah. do. Um, out of love and I most that, times. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always, always out of love. But like, you know, I wonder if you don't make a bit of a mess of that. I mean, look, you want to, you want to protect yeah. your children from everything and all the harms, but you know, if it's just a normal you know, 
growing up and expanding and having, you know, having this experience, I experience experience. I think it's best to just get out of the way and let that happen. Otherwise uh, you start to bump heads with teenagers and then you start to lose them. And once you lose them, like the communication goes away and like, I, I I'm not even anywhere near losing that yet. And I want to like, hold on to that. Like, I'm, like I have a 15 damn near 16 year old who still comes to me with everything. Well, like, that's, that's good. That's good that the I mean, open that, communications there. Yeah. That's the best right thing. now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think could, that she could shut that door today, you know, and that would be normal too. So it's like, you have True. to just, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, again, I'll protect her in every way I can, but um, when it comes to just letting her go out and make her own little mistakes, I think you got to do that a little bit. You know? So you're not, you're not the, the overprotective dad. If the girlfriend or boyfriend comes over and you're sussing them out. Well, you know, who knows? I mean, I may be. I mean, it's very easy for me to sit here with a with a daughter that's never ha- brought anyone over uh, in that you know context, yeah. you know, and be like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let them experience and explore their you know have their journey <laughs> and explore that space. Like, it's it's easy to say that, but then if she told me right now, like some dude's coming over tomorrow night for dinner and he means the world to me, Dad, and um, yeah, yeah. We're, I'm very serious about him and. Uh, <laughs> That would be a probably very uncomfortable dinner for me. Um, but yeah. I, I think I would try I would try to practice what I preach. And do they know about your job, Andrew? I'm curious. They do. I mean, they these little kids watched me sort of struggle through um the, the, the you know, the daunting process of being an actor in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you know, they struggled through dad being very frustrated when he had a day job and, and wanted, you know, like the passion to be the real job. And, you know, they were there with me when I, you know, ordered all the first foam to build my first little tiny little booth, like in like a closet in like this old ramshackle house in, in mid city LA. They were there when daddy like had a tiny little voiceover job and like everybody had to be quiet in the entire house. Cause I had so no, all I, was, all I had done is I had made the room less reflective. I hadn't like shut out the outside world. And uh, these old LA houses are on raised foundations. So like, I mean, you could hear a flea fart like from three <laughs> rooms away, you know, like, and so it would be like, everyone would just be frozen in place. Did I, dad ran into the closet. I, I feel like I heard you say, and I was curious about this. So we're going off on a bit of a tangent. I heard you say that they, they used to put sand in the walls or something to block the sand. The sound. Oh Is yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you I sand, mean, if you um, yeah. If you do, if you do a proper studio build, I think I, I have a guy who, who who did this recently. Um, you double wall in, so you build a room within a room, and if you can, if you have the means, you float the floor, which means that the floor is not of the booth is not. Uh, and there's like these, I don't know what they use. It's some sort of big rubber things that basically buffet uh-huh. the floor from the vibrations of the rest of the house. It's called floating the floor. I don't, I don't, I don't know how the hell they do it. Okay. I just like saying <laughs> things like float the floor. Sounds very you like the lingo. Yeah. I'm going to use yeah. that too, actually. Yeah. They float, uh, I'm floating the floor. <laughs> um, but they, yeah. they make two different frame outs uh, of like a double wall. And then they, they pour beach sand like mm. filling up the entire wall, which just makes it absolutely dead from the outside world. It doesn't really do anything to treat the inside space. You still have to, you know, get these kind of, oh, you know. really? So it's yeah, for other so people. Right. So it's it's shutting out the outside world. That's what it's for. It's so that, you know, your your kids could be yelling outside, that, you know, your dog could be barking, the gardener could be leaf blowing, 
and you would still have a completely silent space, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, you kind of going back you, to before you kind of needed that. Oh God, I, I really <laughs> needed that. I really needed that because it was, you know, every, I mean, you heard cars going by, you heard people just walking by, but all I could control was the people in my house. And so, yeah, yeah no, they, they were there for the whole thing. I mean, they didn't really get it at first. Um, cause a lot, when they were younger, there, there wasn't really much I could show them. Uh, most of what I did was scary, uh, especially in the beginning. Cause I, um, it wasn't until later that I started doing, it was so funny. Like by the time I started doing more kids stuff, they weren't kids anymore and they didn't care. So, um, didn't but, you take yeah, them to see it? They, they have both seen it. <laughs> they have both seen it. Yeah. Um, I didn't take them at the time. They were too young to go, oh, okay. but we, they have seen it, uh, you know, seen it since. And right. they, they love that. They think it's very cool. You know, that's a, that's a really weird thing about IMDb. We we're talking about not, you know, like I, IMDb for anybody in the internet movie database. Yeah. Um, they credited me as additional voices in that, in that movie, even though I was like the voice of the the hobo um in it so it's just kind of you get what you get you don't get upset when it comes yeah. to the, the credit on those things um but yeah yeah uh but i mean before i did that i was like i was in the show there was a show called the exorcist where i played the angel gabriel so i was the voice of the devil for a bunch of episodes um my first voiceover job was i i uh one of the first like features is i revoiced this character in hollow man 2 which was a uh it came out shortly out or a little while after the Kevin Bacon movie. And so it picked up where that story left off and this formula had gotten out and, and the Christian Slater was the star of this one. And mm. my character played a doctor who had fooled around with this technology, had made himself hollow and had been hollow for many years. And uh, like a, a mis you know, a surprising um, uh, side effect was that, your organs, like even though you're invisible, and somebody had to really think these ones out. You're not. <laughs> you're invisible, but you're still susceptible to UV rays, Dan. Oh, okay, right, right. yeah, right. <laughs> so, so what would happen right. is, you know, your our little our delicate little insides are being protected by our skin and our flesh and our muscles, <laughs> right? But apparently, they're very susceptible to UV rays, and if they get UV rays on them, if you're say hollow. Um, then you start to grow tumors on your right. insides. And those tumors do not play by the same rules as the rest of your hollow organs. So those are not hollow. Those are visible. So long story short, I'm Jesus. sort of this big tumor, tumory mass um, of all these new, new cells that have grown back into sort of a crude human form. And so, but I mean, it's not as grotesque as it sounds. I, you know, my character like wears a hat down over his face and has like a, you know, a duster. What's the and, voice you know, like? Just, um, I, I remember it was something like this. We got you know, his voice had been, you know, terribly insensitive, and he was drunk and paused, bragging like this. Uh, you know, like, and uh, um, and I, the only way I got, and it was funny because I I wanted to, I got that job while working as an assistant at a sound house in in Culver City. Because I was like, crap, I want to be an actor, but I I can't seem to just become an actor easily. And so I'm going to get a job yeah. around other directors and actors, and then maybe that will be cool, and they'll uh, eventually discover me or something. <laughs> and that seems dumb now, except it worked! And this uh, this great director named Claudio, who directed that movie, 
heard me doing some jokey thing and was like, I have a character that he was a stunt man and he had a very like normal sounding voice. And we need this a voice that will match this sort of creature that he's become. So the guy looks like the thing, but he doesn't sound anything like the thing. So we need to revoice every line this guy says in the movie. Would you like to take a shot at it? And so, yeah, I was like, are you kidding? Yes. Um, and so they tapped heart lead me into SAG. And that was like my first, like, how like long ago is this? Job. Uh, this is probably like in 2004 or something like that. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Cause I know you I did know. a lot of um, looping and sound and all that until, yeah. until what point in your career did you give that up? Um. So probably around 2012, 2013, um, I was starting to, to get, hired as an actor a lot more often um and i was like in an improv group and i was doing like a lot of stuff that i was going out for on-camera stuff and but voiceover was really happening for me um but i was still like i mean i was in another union like i had like you know i had sort of cultivated this other career and had done okay at it you know like i wasn't like working at the major studios but like i had a full-time job i was had a pension i had a mm. health insurance like you know which is like that sounds very normal i think like well i don't know i don't know what's not for an actor anymore, yeah. but actors different. right not for an act yeah, yeah you know so that that's a coveted thing and i had little kids and and um or at least uh, i had one kid at that point i was we were pregnant with our second and um you know i was the idea of leaving something that that provided that sort of stability mm. and just taking that leap and that leap was was terrifying but i i started to you know, I started to book enough acting jobs that it started to really interfere with that. And and I don't, I didn't really like having to always make excuses at that job. So I was like, okay, can maybe, can I, can I work mm. at night? Like, is there any way for me to, like, how can I have both? Like, you know, I very much wanted my cake and eat it too. I wanted the stability of the thing, but I also wanted to like grow and have a trajectory to do the thing I wanted to do. And so I had to make the choice that I had to basically resign. And, and, and I had to like, be like, look, guys, I, to my family, you know, like, I, I think I can do this. I think I can be good at it. And I think that it might be a little rough to get started. Like, cause once we lose the, you know, the day job, um, you know, that will be scary and we'll, you know, we'll have health insurance for a while, but it'll run out, and, you know, yikes, uh, hold on to your hats and don't get sick. So, um, I think yeah. the plan was, is, is we were like, okay, like, let's wait until we have the second baby. And then you can do that because we need to get, because like that baby was going to be a, like, it looked like it was going to have to be a C-section. Like it was not, not that anybody should not have health insurance during that, but um, like, uh, yeah, have health insurance for pregnancies. So um, we did that and everything was fine. And slowly after, soon after that baby was born, we, I started to wind down that, that side of the career. And I was doing like, you know, like, like it was like, it was, it was like quitting smoking. Like it was just, I was like, okay. I'm going to vape for a while, which was like me, wait, you know, working at night. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to fill in, which was like, you know, sw- you know, switching to snuff or something, you know? And yeah, finally yeah. I just, I just had to, I had to cold Turkey it and leave and leave and, and eventually just said, look, I'm not available. Anymore. And so was Thank that, so much that everything. was hard to rip that bandaid. I mean, only in that I knew that I would be sort of just, I would be back out into sort of, uh, open water like alone again you know um which so you is, don't which miss is the, the actual job 
No, not necessarily. I mean, I, I made a lot of wonderful friends there and a lot of great friendships and relationships that all played into later my acting career. You know, these are people that I would work with again, just in a different capacity here and there at different facilities. So the people who ran the studios, um, the people who cast some of the things that I ran into on different shows, I would end up working for them in a different capacity and they'd remember me as the guy in the, you know, in the mixing chair or whatever it was that, that, that did a lot of weird voices and always knew how to do sync really well. And they always later told me, they're like, I always thought that you'd be great at this stuff. I just, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, how, how do you say, how do you look at someone that you just met and just be like, wow, <laughs> you would be better doing something else. You know, like that's, that's so, you know, but it was, you know, you'd hear that later and you'd be like, oh, that's, that's an incredibly um, fortifying thing to hear. Cause it's, uh, you know, you, you, you come out, I, I came out to Hollywood from a tiny little town in New Mexico and, um, you know, only with this belief that I might be good at this thing. But like, you know, I remember uh, when I first moved out here, American Idol was, 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 was in his first season. And I remember the, the delight that everyone took and me included in watching people who sucked, who were, who were so incredibly convinced of how talented they were. They were. Mm. Yeah. Like they believed as strongly as I believed that they might be good at this thing, you know, and they were crushed when, 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 you know, the judges laughed them out of the room and that was a very cruel part of the show, but I think there's something in all of us that, I don't know, delights in that sometimes. It's so and, entertaining, and I remember, but you feel bad. It's so entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> you do feel bad. You do feel bad. And yeah, I mean, so, you know, I was out here with this idea that like, I might be good at this thing, but it was only me and me alone that, that thought that. And, and, you know, um, there was that, there's that, that suspicion that maybe like, I've only, I've drank my own Kool-Aid and, and I think I'll, and because it's really hard to break into acting, like at, at first you, you really might think that you might be suffering from that very thing because yeah. nobody hires you right away, you know? And so you're like, well, shit, I thought I was good at this. And then, then, then like every single no is, is telling you different, you know, but um, it's usually because you're just so green, you're unhirable at first, you know, like you've made like the, the few things you've made up on your resume, even, you know, unless you're really I don't know. I mean, unless you're very daring and and willing to risk it all for a massive lie, you know, you can really only like fudge the truth so much about your experience level, you know. So it probably like, you know, kind of punched up some theater and like you know things like that. Because like, where do you where, where do you begin when you haven't done anything yet? You know. Well, um, that's how do you get you? That's the that's the thing that most people struggle with. How do you get that first job when you've got no experience as an actor? It's kind of like when you know you're going up for a, any job. And they want three years experience and you've just come out of university or college and no, well, at least has, you, at least you, know you have I mean? university. Yeah, yeah I guess so. You, yeah. At, at least you can prove to them, look, I showed up every day and, and I completed this thing and I, and I, and I attained an agree, a degree, you know, like, uh, like with acting, I mean, I was like, uh, I took a UCLA extension class <laughs> once, um, you know, it was non-accredited. So what was your big, <laughs> biggest, uh, role at the start would you say that maybe got the ball rolling for you was there one or was it just a, a multiple you know, yeah i wish that there was some i i would i always fantasize that there would be some cool like big break type thing because you always hear about that but it's but not honestly, true is it all the time yeah well it wasn't my story i i think mm. that that has happened to some people certainly i think some people just have what it is and they're in the right place at the right time. And, um, and it just, it's meteoric, you know, it really, it really takes off. Like my 
my experience was a much slower grind of, um, you know, just patience and not giving up. And, um, you know, there was certainly like, you know, cause it was just, it's, it's for me, it's always been quantity. Like it's, it, it's been building and trying to do well, meeting people, proving that you can show up and do what they need, have a big range, you know, like I, I, I knew right away that I was never going to be like, at least I had this feeling that I never really wanted to be like the lead in stuff necessarily. I always wanted to be really kind of like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That always seemed a little boring to me, like to, to have to be the wow. same character over and over and over again. And look, I, I'm sure that the people, you know, it's a, it's a different type of actor. I think that, do, that, that does that, you know, like I was very much a character actor. Like I am old, gross, young strange like just for little bits at a time you know like i'm a supporting kind of like actor you know the kind that shows up hopefully leaves an impression and doesn't linger around too long you know like which is kind of what i ended up doing like i because i always looked at um you know these incredible like character actors incredible character actors you know it's these guys this the, you know it's the guys you 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 don't you're like who is that guy god that guy's in everything oh so you you're know, the like, daniel day lewis of gaming Oh, God. animation! <laughs> no, no, I am the. Um, oh gosh, um, there is a God. There is a wonderful, wonderful actor. He was just in. He was just in Dahmer. He plays Dahmer's dad in uh, Dahmer, and and this guy, he okay. has been in so many. Uh, let's see, his name is Richard Jenkins. Okay, I that am. guy, that guy has been in everything from like a wonderful supporting role in the greatest drama you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely funny in Jim Carrey movies. He does a lot of like, like a uh, voiceover. I mean, this is a guy and he comes, he does an incredible job and he leaves and he's yeah. not bothered on the streets. He's not a star. He gets to do the work without any of the other stuff that goes along with it. I, that's kind of always what I was attracted to. It was like, you know, I don't know. That's uh, I, I never really wanted to be, I guess like I never wanted to like really be the focus of all the attention. Like I just wanted to show up, do a really good job, hopefully have leave an impression and then be gone and like and then flee into the night then. Never to be seen again. <laughs> so how do you feel about your career now? How are you fine? Because you've had one hell of a year. I know there's a lot of stuff that's come out that um some yeah. big titles. Yeah, it's been it's been really neat. I mean, you know, a lot of these things are it seems like there's uh, like this year, a lot, a lot of stuff came out and a lot of these things, they all started at, at such varying degrees of distance from now. You know, know, there's some stuff that started like four years ago. There's some stuff that started really recently and came out rather quickly. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I am just, I, I feel, I know this sounds so trite. You know, it was funny, you know, you, I used to watch interviews of <laughs> actors and they used to go like i just so so grateful and, I'm so and now fortunate. you're like and then i find myself saying the same <laughs> shit like but i mean truly truly i mean there is no accounting for how you can continue to book roles like this except for just um a lot of luck i think it's like sometimes i think just being able to fit something you know i mean i used to sit in the car before I went into like callbacks or auditions and I, I used to say like a little thing to myself because I remember I used to have this attitude, like just go in there and blow the doors off everybody, you know? And I remember somebody said like, who wants that? 
Like no, like none of the casting yeah. agents went in there and just like was like, man, I hope someone just blows me out of the room today. Like you know, like <laughs> like I just I always asked for please allow me to just serve their vision of this project. Please allow me to somehow translate what they hear in their mind's ear and see in their mind's eye into into something or to introduce them to an idea they hadn't thought of. Like just like give me that. Like allow me to serve this script. Don't like it's not about me or like wanting this role or what it would do for me or or and forget about Andrew. Help the story. Be this yeah. be this thing. Be this thing that somebody thought of and they wrote it and they imagined it and they got a bunch of other people to believe in it too. Like I mean getting anything off the ground from animation to, I mean, I did a couple, I produced a couple little things like years ago. It is the most challenging thing. And the most challenging thing is believe is believe it's a miracle. And and to believe in it long enough to mm. see it through. I mean, mm. that, that is something that I, I like, you know, I'm very lucky. I get to show up and like do a fun part of it. And then I go away and then all this other work happens, you know, like an unbelievable amount of work before you, the, the thing comes out. Right. And so I'm, I know what that takes, you know, like I, I, you know, I, I worked in everything from like, I got sandwiches for the people who came up with the ideas for years. I got coffees for the people who directed the people who act in the things that the people had ideas for. Like, you know, like I have a really deep appreciation for the process and and how it takes, and I don't take anything for granted at all. Like it, it, um, it's really tough. I think I'm just weird enough and just not aging too quickly. Uh, Like, I mean, I, I don't even know what it is. Like, like my voice, apparently people really identify with its ability to, I don't know, uh, accurately become the thing that they, that they invented, you know, like, um, whether it's young or old or a creature or a, a thing that they made up, like somehow I've been able to convince people that I can do that thing and then I do it and then people seem to like it. So you know I, I don't know. I don't know why that's possible or why I, why it's me, but. If we go through your credits just from this year. It's almost like they're all roles for different actors, but it's all you, if that makes any right. sense. Like they're so varied. So, you know, you were in Destiny 2, Lightfall, mm-hmm. which was a great character. People love that. Um, Diablo as the Druid. So the main playable, one of the main playable characters. Yeah, that was a big one, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, a big one in the sense that it was just, it was so much work, so much work. I oh, mean, a lot of lines. Uh, that, that, was, that was huge. That, yeah. Yeah. You still got that voice in you, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the druid. <laughs> well, you know, the druid. The druid is really interesting because he was one of those guys that um, I was up against. You know, you know the greats of of voiceover for that. Um, you know, without naming names, just like the you know the guys that have been heavy hitters since I was like a little kid. You know, I mean, really people. You know, people love working with Blizzard, and it's they, they it's a big there's a lot of cachet that goes along with that. Um, and so, like, like in the beginning, oh, the druid was he was part bear, and he was massive when he did things, and and he was very grumbly and powerful. And when he got angry, his voice would get down here, and like it was just all kinds of like grit. And everything yeah. and and we we recorded half the game like that and and wow. then they were like they were like okay they're like wow. I, they were like for the playable character they're like i just think we've gone too and it wasn't anything i did necessarily but basically long story short they changed the voice print halfway through the project and 
they had a lot of faith in my ability to be able to do that properly. Like, I think a lot of times they, they might just cut their losses and, and just get someone else to start from scratch. Cause they're just like, I can't unhear this other guy. Like, like, I don't want to get in this guy's head. Like, you know, like, um, but they, we had like a, a, a session where, oh my God, it was like, here we are a couple of years into this thing. And now we're back in the trial phase again with a bunch of producers and, 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 creators all listening again like trying to find this guy wow yeah and i believe like i believe we settled on something that was a lot more like not as evil not as he was he was relatable and human and even though he had a little bit of age and a little bit of texture to him he never like like dive deep into the, like that thing and they actually if you if you when he becomes a bear they save that stuff they they saved some of that stuff, but um, ah okay that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that you know that had that had me sweating a little bit, you know um, only because you know nobody wants to be replaced. Um, Ryan Gosling, he was cast as the father in a movie called The Lovely Bones, and uh, he read the book, and he um, in the book the character is overweight, like quite overweight, yep. and. Um, so he took to drinking, he would microwave a pint of Haagen-Dazs every two days and drink it. And he put on like a good deal of weight and he sh- and he showed up very different than what I think the director had in his mind of, of Ryan Gosling. And fired. They, I think they did, mm. he was fired. Mm. Yeah. And he was like really, and they gave it, the, they gave it to Mark Wahlberg, you know, who had just been like doing sit-ups for like 10 years straight. And I uh, I remember watching this interview where Ryan Gosling talked about that. And I remember like thinking about like how, how difficult that would be. I mean, just not just as a human being, who's just like, just like they just made it. He just made it just, he, you know, he took a swing at something that was probably like kind of, it's kind of a cool thing to do. You know, he was got really serious about it and he wanted to be accurate, you know, but that's just not how other people saw it. And you really don't have anybody yeah. to, you know, it's just, that's just, that, that's a tough spill to swallow, you know, especially when like yeah. he wasn't the Ryan Gosling he is now, you know, he was a guy who, and, and I, 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 I truly believe that people like Ryan Gosling take everything as seriously as anybody, you know, I mean, they don't phone anything in like, you know, they, in fact, even more so, you know, like when they make a choice that isn't accepted, that's hard, you know, like they have to just move on and, and be good in the future. And of course that happened for him. But I, I always, rem- I always remembered that interview where he talked about that experience. And I was like, Oh God, that's, that sounds awful. Like, you know, especially like, cause I remember, I remember I had a, I had a, um, an experience that I, 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 and I think everybody who's been an actor or, or done anything uh, in, in Hollywood where they thought they were going to be used and then they weren't. Uh, which happens a lot. Like sometimes you, you're in something, you go shoot it or you record it and you're there and you have the experience and you do the thing and you show up. And then like, you know, two years later, the thing comes out and it's not you anymore. You know, like they just never told you or they never told your agent because that's kind of a hard thing to say. And you're like, there's that role. There's those lines, except it ain't you. And it so that's an, that hasn't happened to you yet. Um, that didn't happen to me specifically, but what happened was, is I said I was in something and then I was just cut out completely and I was in it except they, for whatever reason, I don't think it was because I sucked. Maybe, maybe it was, but they just, they cut that character out. 
like maybe it wasn't working or maybe I stunk up the room so bad that they were like, fuck this guy altogether. Was it a bigger but, role or was it a small role? No, dude, I don't even remember what it was. I want to even yeah. say it was a commercial, but like, okay, like when, like when you're coming up, like, and you get like what looks like, you know, close to the thing, you know, and, mm. and you're like, oh my God, you know, like I remember like going, going to the studio for that and just being like, this is it. This is fucking it, buddy. And like, <laughs> like I remember, and, and you know, the mistake that I made that I learned later is I, as I told my mom, like, ah. like I told my mom and she was so excited right. for me. And whenever this thing came out and I wasn't in it, she was like, well, uh, where, yeah. where, where were you? You know? And, and I yeah. had to be like, I, God, mom, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, you've know. got a Scottish mom, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh, your your father and I looked everywhere. We didn't see you. You know, like I was just like, yeah, no, I wasn't there. I know I wasn't. I I Dude. I I know. I I told everybody that I was in it, and then I wasn't. And, Is there a voice you can't do? I, we've already heard about four different. I mean, you really are a chameleon. Your range oh, gosh, is exceptional. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, I think that that whatever that is and I, and I don't know that that I can take credit for it it's something that I was kind of able to do when I was younger was I listened 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 was when I was able to repeat things because that's where you get it at first before you start in making up your own voices you can only really just repeat the ones you've heard I think like I had like a good way to hear something and then know how to like do that but I'm I'm not a, I'm not an impressionist though like you know there's a no, lot of people no, who you're really an actor, yeah. dead on they can do really dead on, amazingly uh, accurate um, impressions. I've I've never really been able to do that. I don't I don't really know, I don't really know what it is. Is there anyone you can go? Okay, I've I've nailed this voice. I think maybe my Tony <laughs> Soprano is pretty fucking close. <laughs> what is it, Christopher? Just go ahead and uh, pick up some uh, cannoli and stuyarel and uh, some shit for the guys. All right. Oh Please, wow! It's a fucking nick, It's a fucking <laughs> nickname. Jesus Christ. No, I wow. mean, even that is kind wow. of cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but still, it's, like if Tony, it's, it's like if Tony was a, was a cartoon. If Tony was in, yeah, the Simpsons or family guy, but still that's, that is fun. Um, you know, yes. some of the, some of the first looping stuff I did was sound alikes. Um, like, yeah. cause where it's like, you're not doing a dead on impression, but you're able to, you know, plug a line in amongst other lines to make it match was kind of like, so I learned matching, you know, which is a very particular skill, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a really weird skill. It's it's just it's completely it was completely useless for all of humanity until just recently. There's <laughs> <laughs> like people, cavemen, going like, "No, I just feel like, mom, I just feel like it's like I, I if someone needed me to sound like them, like temporarily, I could do that." They'd be like, "Bad, that's not a thing, and it won't be for centuries." Okay, so until then, <laughs> hunt mammoth. Oh man, yeah. So going back to this year, you got Mortal Kombat. We're going to touch on in a minute. Starfield, Remnant Two, Crash Team Rumble, Diablo, Destiny. Like the list goes on. You've had a hell of a hell of a year. Um, did it all just come together at once? Is this what happens as an actor? You, you'll do all these jobs, and then all of a sudden, things will just come out at the right times, and it'll look like you've had one hell yeah. of a year. But in reality, you probably worked on these years ago. Right. It's like I had a hell of a 2021, you know, <laughs> yeah. or or, so, or some yeah. combination of that. But, you know, yeah. I mean, and and, you know, maybe, you know, that'll be funny, like in two years now, because of the strike now, you, you'll be like, God, 
You had a, he had a slow you had year. A terrible, you had a terrible 2025. <laughs> I'll be like, no, I had a terrible 2023. Uh, um, yeah, but you no. know what? You, you you live in a weird scheduled thing. I mean, you know, I've actually had a really good 2023. Um, oh, great. But you won't, you won't know about it for years. But, um, you know, um, yes, awesome, there, is a, there is a thing that happens. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there was a, one of my first, like, serious agents who used to say, work begets work. And I never really knew what that meant um, until it started to happen where um, I just, I, I don't know what it is. There there was this video that I saw recently. It's sort of about like, um, like divorcing yourself from the results. Um, and I think when you get busy and you just, you just kind of get about, get in and about like the, the next thing that just comes up in front of you rather than, you know, like when, when, when jobs are few and far between, you can't help, but like really lean into the, the opportunities that you get. And I think sometimes that might, uh, people can smell that a little bit, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know if it comes off as trying too hard or if it comes off as giving too many options so that you now, rather than people are like, maybe this guy doesn't know who this is. Cause he's given us so many possibilities that you know, he doesn't seem too dialed in on, on oh, what this character so it's is. It's better to stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah I think so. Mm. And I think when you when when your schedule is aggressive, and um and you sort of there's a lot of things going at once, um you really don't have the opportunity to make that mess. You know, and so you you're very specific about what you think something is, and you're very divorced from the results. And when you when you you're kind of like, okay, this is what I hear it in my head. I'm gonna give two reads of this. I'm gonna send that. If they like it, that's wonderful. If not, I can't even think about it again. Like, you know, like unfortunately I've given what I had to give for this at the moment. And if they want to come back, I'd love to explore whatever they want to get into. But like, you know, and there's something about that that um reads true sometimes. Like it feels natural. I think it comes off, it it, it reads properly. I mean, not always, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what a good booking percent is, um, based on like how much shit do you audition 1%. for versus how much shit you push? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, probably. I mean, because there's an outrageous amount uh, of things that you read for that don't yeah. that doesn't go anywhere. You know, you have to be okay with that. Um, my little daughter Maisie, she wants to be an actress, and she's been in a bunch of plays, and she's really quite good. Um, huh. But we haven't we haven't done anything in the Hollywood world yet. Like like yeah. even though like I my agents have a kids department, and they actually have said like, if you ever want to, you know, um, and my manager had an opportunity for a quick little promo. They needed a tiny little baby kid voice for Nickelodeon. And um, she, they were like, would she like to read for it? And I was like, you know what? I'll ask her. And she was like, absolutely. So she practiced and practiced and practiced. She has a very young, cute little voice. And she gave some really great takes on it. And then she was just absolutely would not leave me alone about like, did you hear from them? Did you get an email? Yeah. Did you get a phone call? Did you hear from Vinny? Have you heard from Nickelodeon? Have you talked to the people? Did the casting talk to you? Dad, dad, like first thing in the morning, you know, and, and I had to explain to her like, look, like probably what will happen is like, you, you don't get a no, you just get, no, you just get silence and that sucks, you know? But, but, you know, you kind of like the best thing is, is that you have to just forget about where it's going and just do your best and then move on to the next thing. And, it was like me having to say that to little me, you know, because I remember being that way too. And like mm -hmm. being so precious about something because, oh God, you want, you, it's so interesting to know if, if people outside of the people who love you unconditionally think you might be good at something too, right? Because of course, mom and dad are going to say you're good, right? And they suspect But that, that. might be a good lesson. <laughs> it might be a good lesson for her to learn, you know? 
No, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I think it is. I think that, that it's really, I, I mean, Lord knows, I, I know so many adults that still can't really accept that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. wow, they're like, you know, I think there is something to be said for this industry uh, that they, it is so wrought with disappointment that you become really good at not letting it get to you, you know? Yeah. And, and um, that's the other thing too, is, um, you know, when you're on a roll, um, and things are coming to you. And also, you know, when you look busy, like, you know, everybody looks at your resume, right. And, and it's constantly growing on, on IMDB. And, and when they're considering you and a couple other people, and then they, they look at you at your resume and they're like, Oh my God, like a bunch of other people agree that this is the guy for the job. Like, I, I think that that bolsters their confidence too. If they're on the fence, they're like, look, if this guy can show up and do well at all these things, like surely they could do it for me, you know? So I think that helps too. And like, that just comes from doing the thing over and over again and building that experience, you know, like that's why it's so yeah. hard in the beginning, but yeah, I mean, it, there is a snowball effect that starts to happen, you know, and, and things start to happen that you don't read for Like people are just like, we loved him in this, like we want him for this. Like, and you started to get that know. now? I have been getting that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's really cool. Like, uh, I'm like, wait, you don't want me to like, they sure? Like what if I, you know, like, they're just like, no, they, they, they think that whatever you come up with is going to be, is they're going to like, like they're confident in that, which is almost kind of scary. Again, what a great feeling. Like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, maybe they should try out a few people, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> man, we're going to talk about uh mortal Kombat, but before we do, so you started working with Netherrealm on, on 11, right? Before we get to yes. reptile. So you were the yes. collector in Eleven. How did that come about? And how did you find that voice? Tell us a bit about what you remember from that. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that was really, really cool. Um, like, obviously, Mortal Kombat was something that, uh, you know, has been, it's been like a big part of, like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it's a big part of my life in the, in the sense that, like, I was, like, a crazy Mortal Kombat fan. But I mean, it was, I remember it being the defining game when I was like in junior high or something like that. Like, I remember the way that game looked. I remember wanting, I think it was on the Sega Genesis that it first came out, or the one, at least the one where it was like that photo realist, realistic yeah. Mortal Kombat, you know, like, and I remember just being like, oh my God, like, while my, my friends were playing like Mario and all this stuff that was very, um, sort of do, do, do you, you know, wanted like, the blood I, of guts not, not, not to diss that but yeah i mean i was a kid a little kid who was into horror movies and death yeah. metal and like so this was right up my alley and like i it was so violent and like i remember like oh my god i remember like this was you know this was like just after we had started to get you know parental advisory stickers on music and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. like you know parents were starting to be aware of what you know what was coming out and um I just remember being so attracted to that and thinking that was so cool. Um, and, and then finding a friend who had that system and playing it over and over and over again. So Mortal Kombat was always like this really, really cool thing. And while I wasn't like a huge gamer, uh, by the time that came up, um, you know, I mean, it was, it was such a huge part of pop culture. Uh, like, and it had been for so long. Do like, your eyes it, light unbelievable. up? Unbelievable. I mean, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Man, that's well. Here's the thing: is like you don't know it's Mortal Kombat though when they send it I to can't. you because they they don't. And and you know what? That's good because I I like that. I like code names. I like that idea. I don't I, because it 
if I know what it is and, and if it means something to me, then like, like it or not, that will affect me, you know, like, because I'll think, oh my God, this is like a part of something that I've known my whole life. That's pressure that, you know, but instead of that, when they, I don't remember what it was called. It was called something really far off from what it was. And and all it was, was like this character. They, they have these really weird designs. Now I was not asked to read for any of the other uh, characters, like the ones that would be much more identifiable, like Raiden or Sub-Zero. Of course, I'd know exactly what it was. It, like, even if they tried to change their name, I would know. You would know. You yeah. know? You would know. But um, I don't know if, like, some of those actors were already godfathered in from previous work or what, but it, for whatever reason, they didn't think to send it to me. So I got a couple of characters uh, for just some game called Something. And, and thank God, because, like, I didn't have I, you know, I didn't have the, you don't know the nether realms involved. You don't know any of that stuff. So you can really just concentrate on like, what would this creepy looking thing sound like? And honestly, um, there like nether realms artwork is so amazing that that helps. I mean, a lot of times they don't give you much. I mean, there, a lot of times there's nothing. Other times there's something very rough. Sometimes there's something that's almost the opposite of what the character becomes. So it's almost like a hindrance rather than helpful. This particular thing didn't look necessarily what like what the collector ended up being, but the vibe was very similar. Like he 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 didn't he didn't have multiple arms and and all this, but what he did have was like a cloak, and you couldn't even see his face. It was just like two burning eyes. Oh, yeah, and he was carrying That's what cool. looked like an like a frankincense holder. You know, so I was like, oh my god, this is. This is like religious undertones, yeah. like, you know, like it, it felt like, like demonic and like the, 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 this thing he was holding was so ornate. And I always thought that like, you know, imagery of like them swinging that thing up and down the, the aisles with the frankincense in it. I don't know. There's something that's so foreboding about that, that thing. It was so old and uh, like, uh, I, I don't know, like it, it, it touches that part of me that loves like really creepy death metal covers and you know just you know like kind of like cradle of filth not that they're death metal but like you, you know like um i don't know just that that religious dark black like scary sort of mysterious shit which which i totally like vibe on so um yeah so i don't know why but i looked at this guy and i and i and i thought of him as kind of this not human creature but i also like i have a like i have a real hard time with buying like american accents when it comes to things like that and for yeah, some reason I, I, just gave him, yeah. I gave him like a middle eastern kind of feel you know um kind of out the gate and honestly the voice that you the my my audition is what Col collector was like i don't think we changed it very much at all there was callbacks there was some playing around with stuff you know they want to know like especially when you do a voice that sounds that cruddy, can you do this voice? Like, like, did you just do it? Were you only able to do it for like a couple lines for the audition? Cause there's going to be a significant amount of work to do. Here, but how you do know? you, like, show, how do you show them that? How do they find that out? Well, they would bring you back in and they would throw a lot more at you, you know, and they would, and you um, haven't they, booked you know, the would, job at that point. No, no, you're just, right. you're just there for a callback. I remember like, so like I, you know, I auditioned at home. And then I got brought to Warner Brothers, um, which is where they did all the records for that game and this really cool place called the Warner Brothers Underground, um, and uh, where they do games. And uh, there, the directors nice. were there. Everybody was there in person. And they were so cool. And, and again, they still didn't say what it was. 
you know, like it was just like, you know, you, you signed multiple NDAs and I didn't, I was like fine with that because like whatever it was, like, I just wanted to concentrate on getting this thing right. Right. And, um, they love the accent. They love the grittiness, but they wanted to see like, like, can you be loud? Can that be, is that sustainable? Like, does that hurt when you do that? Like, like, you know, there's a lot of technical stuff that goes in before they get into like playing with the character. Like they just want to know if you can do it. Cause I think there's some people, I'm sure myself included uh, at times that there's some things that they, they just can't do sustainably, you know, without like injuring themselves and people want, you want to give people what they want so badly that I think that people will hurt themselves to do it. Mm-hmm. So when there's a gritty, scary, you've heard the stories like where they passed out. Oh yeah. Said, yeah. I've, I've done the thing. I, I mean, yeah. I haven't passed out or anything, but I remember I, I booked a show once that was like, it, it was, it was uh, called of gods and prophets. And it was like this biblical show. And it was just a, just a crowd, a horde of, of Israelites yelling for, for the whole episode of this TV show. And, and rather than like knowing what I was doing, this is many years ago, I just yelled all day, like on my voice, like yelled, like I would, like I would yell if I didn't know. Yeah, an actual yell, yeah, like, not, not from yeah. the diaphragm, yeah. Right. And I, I straight up blew my voice completely out, you know, and, and like, like, I, I bet, like I sounded like this, like the next day and I didn't have a job. Thank God. But it was like I fucking I injured myself, you know, like I had like no Shit. range. Like didn't matter what I gargled or what I did. And so like that was always like a touchstone for like never do that again. Like, you know, um, like even if you want the job, nothing is worth that. Because if you do that and you go day two, you sound like that, that's worse. Because then you you know, they'll, you know, then you'll get you'll get a reputation for being someone who overshoots their ability, you know, and you don't want to do that. So you know, you have to do it within the confines of what your physical instrument can do. And um, so they, they want to check all those technical things before they even dive into that. So blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we did all that and I, I measured up and they they liked it. And I think I even kind of made him a little scarier at some points. Yeah. And uh, that, and then like, so there was a couple of those sessions, <clears throat> which you get used to, but you also start to kind of be like, come on, like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? And um yeah, they called and said and said that they wanted to bring me in, and it was that it was that it was Mortal Kombat, and this was a new character, and that it was going Damn. to be a lot of work, and that even after we did all that work, it was going to be a tough sell because <laughs> uh, their fan base are ravenous, and um, yeah. you know, they don't they don't yeah. they don't cotton to newcomers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, you know, and oh, uh, yeah, this was it. This is at MK11. So, you, as you know, like the story was, re- you know, they were really working a lot of different stuff was going on, like in the overall story, then, yeah. you know, so you know, and so they they have to think about the whole parcel. There's a lot going on, a lot of characters, a lot going on, a lot of characters, yeah. and, and then they would add all those other stuff. Like, I remember, like, you know, I, I would uh sit with Ronda Rousey in the green room of warner brothers and oh like, like she the, you know like serious? she would be she'd be going in for her yeah dude that, that green room was cool man i mean there would be like uh Crazy. uh robert patrick was in there for the t1000 um like uh god who who else um t1000 yeah damn the DLC um, characters are insane in that game. Yeah, the DLC characters, Man. you know, that the, the guy that played Robocop, They had Alien, I mean, they had like, uh who else did they have? Uh, they have Predator. Predator, yep. Predator. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, man. they really go big on that. They had Arnold. Arnold, I no wait, no, did he he might have passed. 
I, I know he's in it, but like, I, I don't, well, I mean, I don't think he did it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I think they had, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. did yeah, he do it? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I remember there was like, like they, they always like, you know, you get to be really friends with them and really friendly with them. Uh, and, um, Do, uh, Dominic, uh, Cianciolo, was the director and he is, uh, such a nice dude. And, you know, you get to know each other through years of this. And so he would always let you know, like, um, uh, you know, who's coming in after you and what you might expect from that. And, you know, like, um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, that was that was probably one of those one of the bigger moments of like uh, getting to participate in something uh, that you thought was so cool as a kid. You know, like that was a real that was a real really ticked one of those boxes that like I wouldn't have thought it was possible to 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 get on board with something like that. Mostly because I don't know, you just kind of assume like they have people for that. Like I don't know why I always thought that. It's just like it's like Looney Tunes. Like you're just like oh okay, they have their Bugs Bunny, right? Like I mean what what do they need me for? You know? Um, but I was lucky. I was, you know, and that was a great way to, now I don't know how well he was received. Um, I think some people dug him, you know, I, I, I think they did. I think that his, his, his character of sort of like this merchant of Venice sort of character was, was cool and unique in a, in a world that is so wrought with, you know, these uber violent characters, you know, like I think they found like a cool, kind of job for him you know um and uh and it was great like like you know they they are so good about like you know a lot of the cinematics that we did like they had like almost the full renders done and stuff like that one where my like oh. i'm in that neck thing and i'm being like all speared and like so do you have to match I, your the flaps or you don't have to go yeah. that far with it do you you do for like um so usually what they've done is they've, they've done all this action. And I, at some previous session, I had sped like the words that they wanted, like for, for sync. So, but all they have is just those, those lines, right? They don't have any of the connective tissue. And so what, like of you struggling, grunting, you know, menacing, taunting, like whatever the hell he's doing, you know, now, so what, now that they have the lines built out, you then go fill out all the stuff in between, so that you chase picture and like you will do all the actions that he does that really kind of puts you there. Otherwise it feels kind of like sound bitey, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like the process is, is insane, you know? I mean, like a, we did facial stuff for all the sync and then, you know, you would come back and it was funny that like you, you would sometimes have to loop over the same stuff just to match. And I mean, it was, it was an insanely cool process. What was that voice and, again? Yeah, do you still it, have it in you? I think so. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm like, making you Shao work. Khan, we will not go down like Shao Kahn and Outworld. Like, I think he was in here like this. You will not repent. <laughs> was sort Sorry, of how he I, I believe. I can't help but laugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, so obviously, they love what you did and they brought you back for a different role. In MK1, how did how did yeah. that transition go from going from this guy to someone much more grounded? I guess. Well, I yeah, mean, it so does that, turn, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, they liked me. I think. Uh, I think they liked working <laughs> with me, and I, I, yeah, I mean, I like it was, it was weird did. because yeah. there was this, there was like this thing that they reached out to my agents about, which was like, they were like, look, we want to work with Andrew again. We've got this new project. It's barely like going, we don't know what it's going to be at that time. We were all kind of assuming it was like MK 12, right. Cause like yeah, logically yeah. it would be. And they were like, so 
we would love to try him for some things, but, you know, we're worried about, they had had some experience uh, where they had used uh, a very well-known actor um, for two different roles over two different games. And they had taken a lot of shit from the fans about it. Um, because even though he, I, I, I don't even, I honestly don't, I mean, I would protect who it was anyway, but I don't know who it was. I don't remember what it was. It was somebody and, and they, um, yeah, they just didn't want that experience again. And, and, yeah. you know, like we're like, we're, cause it seemed, cause I mean, and, and honestly, like they are not a company to recycle anything. It was just an unfortunate thing in which they loved this guy and they were like, shit, he did such a good job at this. Why not have him do this? And there was some quality in his voice that was really, that the fans really picked up on, even though he did a very wildly different things. Um, and I guess they, this, you know, they, they just, there was a lot of, you know, they, they really care. They do care about the fans in, in, in a more, much more profound way than most games do. Games are just like, look, we're going to do what we do. You like it or you don't, you know, like they MK were like, fans no, are on we, it though, you know? They're they're on table. They are, yeah. A, yeah. They're on it, and they are on Earth by that by the like the the developers hear that you know. I mean, they mm. don't always do what they want. I think sometimes they feel like they they need to do what they need to do, but in this case, they were very hypersensitive to that. So they were kind of like, let's see what uh, other stuff you can do. And so we had like a like a as I recall, like a session where there it was like it was like a job, but there was no point to it except for just like let's just get on. Like, again, this was in COVID and they were just like, let's just try you for some different stuff. We're going to throw you some different characters. We're going to send you some different scripts, prep, look at it, see what you think. And let's see what you come up with, which is like kind of cool and kind of terrifying. Cause wow, you know, that's they, really cool. They, 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 they explained what the problem was out the gate. Like they, you know, they were like, look, we, we really want you on this new project, but we're just, I want you to know what like the people above us are sensitive to, wow. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I get that. I have always really been hard on myself about that anyway, because like even like stuff that has nothing to do with each other. Like if, if I'm doing like a cartoon in Nickelodeon and I'm doing like a vampire voice, like I would not do like a Transylvanian accent for any other character, even if it's a totally different thing. Like, cause like, I just don't want to be ever seen as the doing that. Wow, like, that's I, like, tough, it, it isn't just, it? shit it is really tough yeah you like yeah you, you once you start doing a lot of shit you kind of paint yourself into a corner <laughs> you have nowhere to go but like so you, it forces you to come up with uh, something different right yeah wow um and so you know luckily the um so i was like okay maybe they'll want me for like johnny cage or something right like mm. because like he's so different he's so non-beastie uh, and so kind of just like kind of an every man, cool guy voice, you know, like, you know, maybe that's what they would gravitate towards just that, but no, 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 no. They, they had other ideas. They, they really liked my creature ability, like kind of the, some of the stuff I had done for collector. Cause I did a lot of suites of like attacks and stuff and, and they really liked what I did there. And so they were like, we, we are actually thinking of you for reptile. We're bringing reptile back. It's a big deal. Um, we know you can do the lizard thing, but like we, but like, we need to see like what you're, this is going to be a different version of reptile. He's going to be fully, you know, like, I'm like, as we understand it, human in some forms, even though he's not human, you know, so it's going to be a normal voice. They're going to humanize it. it. Yeah. 
They're going to humanize him. Yeah, he's going to be, this is going to be a very different thing. He is not going to just be this beast, you know, this, you know, that is sort of like a hybrid that like is neither here nor there. So yeah, this, their concern was like, can the the human voice be radically different from collector and sell for like a young man and but still have like this vibe that there's something more to it and then how far can you go into the lizard and to be indistinguishable from from um from him when he's in his uh you know non-lizard form and so there was like a lot there to unpack and so it was that's, that's, yeah. That's a lot to so think we, about. We, yeah, it was. It oh. was. And it and and so I, I kind of came up with some ideas that they didn't like right away because I think that like I was trying too hard to make him sound very non-collectory. And 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 by virtue of that, I wasn't thinking about who he was, you know. But I just what I really wanted to do was just like give them examples of like what my voice could do. Like and be like, okay, like just shake the idea of the collector out at least, you know. Um and the thing that they settled on was this really weird thing that I did. I I had this idea, like I had like this voice that I'd been kind of playing around with for something else that I didn't end up getting. And I, and I kind of liked it. And it was, it was, it was kind of quiet and right on the edge like this. And he was, he was like this guy that it, it was, it was for another thing. And he was, he was a little bit manipulative. And, and I was, I liked that tone of voice because I hadn't done that before. And I liked kind of who he was and I liked I like the way that his voice settled in, but then, but I also like had this idea that, um, because of his ability to become this other thing and, and like knowing that the storyline was that he had been sort of shunned by all his people because of this thing and the, the being different that I wanted to like make him special, like, like, like an articulate, like I wanted to make him like really. And so I actually, I actually put willingly a tiny, tiny little bit of the young Hannibal Lecter when he's the way that he, the way that he used his diction to talk about some things, the way that he would lean in to things sort of, and not be as old, like a younger version of that would using the voice from the other thing. And they were like, wait, 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 what was that? Oh, so it was like you struck like, gold. I guess. I mean, because at this yeah. point, you're like, I mean, I like my dart board was like full of darts. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I get it. And, yeah. and I sort of like read through something like fast, like under my breath. Like, like, and they were like, wait, 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 wait. What was that? Could do that. They're like, go back. Okay, go back to line blah, 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 thing and do this. Okay, let, let's do him louder. Okay, now, now go to this one. So they had like this suite of lines that kind of covered a lot of different situations so that they could throw you through a couple things just to see. And we had done this little suite of lines with so many different voices at that point. Like, you know, like I almost was, I knew them and I blasted through them and they were like, that's it. That's it. That's the guy. Like that's, that's him. Wow. Like, perfect. Perfect. And, and they're like, okay, so just hang tight. We have to send this off to, you know, some higher up in the sky, <laughs> you know, that makes the final decisions. Ed Byrne, I maybe? To, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know, man. I, you know, I mean, there's, you know, some, some shadow man who <laughs> knows and sees all. And um anyway, like a week a week later, they were just like, we're good to go. Like we're good, like they love it and we are gonna like start very soon. Wow. And so all of that was done in this room. All of it. 
Like I don't, I didn't do a single thing outside of this room. Like we, we had to do it all because it was all in COVID. And, um, oh. later on, they liked the sound of the booth. It wasn't an issue for them. Like some people's uh, booths have like a color to them that, that some people don't like mine luckily didn't. And so they didn't feel the need that once we were back in person, uh, after the pandemic, um, they were just like, let's just keep it there. Like it, like it sounds fine. And we were so consistently in this pocket for it. Like, we'll just leave it there. So I don't even think, uh, I mean, I guess, you know what, there's a pot. I mean, certainly I'll be back for DLC stuff down the road. Yeah. I, I would imagine. Um, and in which case I might go back to Warner brothers for that, um, which would be fine. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, it was, you know, it was so funny. Like, um, they like sent me these really cool, like early renderings of it. So like, it was like only like the people that were like, like in my family knew, cause dude, I, this has been so long that I had to sit on this. Ugh. Like I even got, they sent me, uh, you know, like a COVID mask yeah. that was, that was, that was a reptile. Oh, like a that's sick. Really? Yeah. I don't know where it is, but it was like, but it was so kind of cool. like the old school one. It was like green and textured, yeah. you know? So that it was kind of like a tease. Yeah. So I had like a reptile, like COVID mask. Um, and then they, I used one of the, like in my car, like you, you set up a, like a, like an app for your car and you can have a, like an avatar. And so my picture was the art, the first artwork for him. So he's just nice. kind of like standing there. So like when you turn my car on, like, it's like that, that dude, like kind of comes up and like looks at you, but people would be like, what's that? And I'd be like, nothing, nothing. I mean, like, again, nobody's really in my car except my family, but like, yeah, yeah, it was cool. I was very, I was very, very proud to be a part of this thing. And also terrified that I would be oh, you know, I uh, destroyed for it, you know? Um, Cause you can't make everybody happy. And, and, and certainly this was different. Like this was different, you know, like, um, although, uh, and I usually don't do this. I usually don't read the comments on stuff, but, I was so excited when that reveal came out, uh, that reveal trailer that had him right out, out of the opening and people loved it. Like it Man. seemed like they were really done. How did you feel? Like, really? I felt, I felt tremendous, dude. That's I mean, awesome. Like, cause especially cause like, look, I care. I do care. Like a lot of people are like, man, fuck them haters, man. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, don't hate me. You know, like I'm a sensitive yeah. soul. And, uh, and I want yeah. to do right by the thing. And I, you know, more, more than just me, like, like it comes back to that saying that thing in the car, you know, like help me serve this project, like help me, help me, you know, help them re help the creators realize what it is they wanted to do here. Like help me be a part of that. Like, let me just be a, let me be a worker among workers, a little tool in this machine to make this better, you know? And if I did that and the fans love it, then like, I mean, that's, that's the greatest thing of all, you know, like if they're, if they're into it, you know, like, and I yeah. know you're not, everybody is going to be, but right out the gate, people seem to dig it. Like, I mean, I started yeah. to get like, I mean, dude, <laughs> I, I've, I've been getting like messages from strangers that got the pre-order, like messages. I, I, I didn't even realize that was possible. People calling my phone and like leaving, like found it on the internet and like leaving me voicemails about how much they love this character, oh, which is wow. terrifying, <laughs> terrifying a little bit. You might need a new number, brother. <laughs> well, dude, I like, I, I, I like, well, I, I had to block because some of them did it continuously, but like, I didn't obviously re respond or anything, but it was a testament. I was like, well, I was, I was like, well, at least they don't hate it. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. At least they're calling to say thanks. Yeah. They're like, no, they said they like it. My wife was like, really? Well, what are they saying? I'm like, they're just saying how much they like it. She's like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me like Google myself. I was like, wait, how the, 
how did they do this? And then I was like, oh, easily. They just put my name. There it is. Like, geez, my God. My yeah. social security. No, no, I'm just being like, it was like, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But like, apparently that's the thing. So um, I need to, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll call Robin Atkin Downs and ask him what he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. Uh, so, yeah. So tell me, how did you sort of craft this guy? Because I think one thing people might be in, interested by is and you know spoilers guys if you haven't played through the game yet but there's not much of that reptile form it is more human in this which is interesting because you're known you know you're very good at the creature stuff but the character here is more it's more of the human stuff so how did you craft that was the story always going to be like that yeah yeah they they there is no finding it as they go at Netherrealm. Like they know exactly what they're doing and they knew it from the get-go and they were really clear like out the gate. They were like, look, this is not going to be a creature. Like, okay, there are going to be moments where you transform, but it's not, there's not going to be like a huge portion of this where you're speaking like a lizard. Like you're going to do an you know, a lot of efforts, I think, um, and stuff that are lizard based, but we the, like the voice that we found through those like exploratory sessions that is going to be the guy you know and this is not going to be an arrogant guy you know this is not going to be like a typical mortal combat guy this is going to be an outcast who has been imprisoned for a long time who's been shunned by his people this is kind of a broken dude he's like a young man who's like you know basically ashamed of himself you know like he's neither here nor there and he's broken for most of this, you know, like, and, you know, so a lot of it was sort of this study in this kind of this broken guy, you know, like he was like a, you know, which I kind of, I, I got, you know, a little bit, like I was very, I mean, I, it wasn't obviously like, I, I think we can all, young men can all relate to that a little bit. I think that we, especially kind of like post high school, kind of like trying to find your way in the real world, like you know, like I left, I left my hometown, which was like, uh, you know, like totally safe. And like, I knew everybody and I was like lonely as hell in Hollywood, you know? And like, I remember that feeling. Like, I remember, I remember being like, I remember like being, I remember like sitting like in my little apartment in Van Nuys and thinking like, nobody is expecting your call today, dude. Like nobody, like nobody has your email. Nobody has your number. Like, like, who, like the only people you could call are people like from yesterday, like in your past, like, you know, like you need, you need to figure out like how to, uh, like how, like how, how do you, how do you become part of this world? You know, like, and kind of just like the, that feeling of not really feeling like I belonged anywhere. Um, so, I mean, I think that's normal. Um, so you drew and, on that but, for the character. Yeah. I thought about that a lot. Like I thought mm. about that a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, it was funny because we were um you know we were just starting to parent a teenager who was starting to do these things that was like you know very like pushing us away you know and trying you know but 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 then like coming back to us when they when they got a little frightened or something like that you know like someone used the uh uh it was sort of like the metaphor of like you're the wall at the edge of the pool and they need to push off and go swim a little bit and then oh shit they might get a big gulp of water and then they come back they come back and they need you again but they'll always be pushing off you you know like and like, I remember thinking about this dude in that context, kind of, um, you know, where like, he so desperately wants to belong to something, you know, like yeah. whatever that may be, he has no family, like family is so important to someone who has been treated terribly, 
really, by like his entire kind, you know. Um, and I thought that was really cool that they uh, that that you know that it was of utmost importance to them that we maintain that that this that he never became like a braggadocious, like even though he's like you know going to be quickly put inside these situations in which he's going to have to stand up for himself, you know, like and and again, like I was like. I'm like, wow, like the story mode is taking on like such a new thing here because like at the end of the day, like it is sparring, right? Like that's yeah. what people are showing up for, right? But their, you know, their care for all the parts in between on a mode that maybe people people might blast through like or 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 just sidestep altogether, um, I thought was really, really impressive. And and they were they were really, really cool about um kind of honoring who this guy was. And they they took a lot of care with him. I, I hadn't I had to kind of read up on why, you know, like kind of like the history of reptile a little bit to understand, like, cause like I didn't like, he wasn't, I don't remember playing with him too much. Like in that first iteration, like I remember like Scorpion being like, like, like the guy who really like grabbed the attention right out the gate just because of his weapon and the thing he said. I mean, I, I remember, I mean, that was the first time I knew that yeah. you could say actual things in video games like that, come here, like that thing that, that we heard like so many times while playing that game, like, get over here, you know, yeah. Get over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like, you know, that was the first time I, I realized that like human beings were were being video games, were were acting in video games, you know. So it was pretty cool to come full circle and see like the the depth at which they were doing it now, you know, with that, you know, that that it grew. It could have easily just stayed like, okay, we'll just they'll just fight and it'll just get more and more gory. You know, like that's 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 what we're working on. We're just working on you know, just working on fatalities and brutalities, you know, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, and every game has a more brutal one. And certainly there is that factor to it, but they took a lot of care with the story and this guy in particular. Um, and he came out a little sexier than I thought he might. Um, yeah, he's a bit uh, of a hunk, this guy. My God, I know. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to be kind of drawn and sallow and, that, you know, it's, it's, uh, he's a sex it symbol. Has a, has, there's an anime <laughs> quality to him in that way, you know, where the mm. sort of the anti hero is also this friggin' smoke show. Um, and, uh, <laughs> boy, have some of the people on the internet let me know about that. Like, uh, people, <laughs> you know, I mean, dude, the fan art came quick and the fan art came hard. Like, uh, a lot of people taking some, um, uh, some oh, liberties as to what, yeah. what he might look like with his shirt off. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's when you know like, the characters made it when you get that yeah, sort of I mean, stuff dude i mean, dude, I mean, <laughs> I mean i'm getting stuff that like is like absolutely professionally rendered shit all the way down to like like much younger kids who are like crudely drawing stuff and then like taking a picture of a paper and like sending it you know like so it's like the whole gamut is you know everybody seems to be and i've only gotten something i've only got nice things from people and that i'm no mystery as <laughs> as you know uh you could just call me apparently <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, like if people wanted to hate it, then I sure I would have heard about it, you know, or, or maybe the hate starts tomorrow. <laughs> no, <laughs> That'd no. be so funny. Let's do it. Let's come back and we'll revisit this and see how it went. No, I think uh, this is the best iteration of the character in, in history for me. Anyway, I really loved him. I love what you did. And, uh, I really love that scene where you're on your knees and sort of, yeah, you know, that scene. Yeah, I really. I, mean, I remember. That was I, one I of my favorite seen it, scenes, but I I remember it. I remember doing it. Yeah, it's still crazy to me that it's only voice work and not, and you're not doing any mocap for this. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, like we do. You know, there's camera reference 
you know, a lot for a lot for this, but it was just me in a tiny room. It's not the same. It gives the animator somewhere to go with it. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know. And, and if there ever was like one where I thought they would put those two together, but again, the way that this game was made was in a vacuum. Like everybody was in there. It was completely remote. Like everybody was remote for this whole thing, which is pretty incredible. Are you going to play the game? Are you, what, what are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, um, I actually don't play the games that I'm in or uh, watch the stuff back, except for when I played uh, Sourfang for World of Warcraft and they did all the uh, industrial light and magic um, things. I saw those because they sent those to me. Um, But I don't, um, I don't know. I I, I feel weird about seeking things out and and listening to them. Like I kind of, I don't know, like I'm like the the part of me that is like a fan of 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 things really wants to go see it. The other part of me doesn't want to like taint my thought process on it. And so like I'm like, well, if they want to come back and do this again, like I don't want it to be like. I don't want it to be like Ted Lasso season two, Dan. You know, where they all like realized like what worked and then like all season two was, was all the things all like, it was just like so heavy on all the stuff that worked and none of the stuff that didn't, it was so self-aware. Like, I don't want to be self-aware, but I'm open to, I'm always open to watching stuff. I just, I don't, I don't get after it really. Like I, I try I think to that's like, that's a good place to be. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, it's not a rule, but it's like, I just don't, I don't, I don't do it. I mean, I will say this. I watched that, um, that one thing a couple of times though the uh the reveal um because i i was just like wow this is cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you if you think if you really think i need to watch something send me some links I'll, i'd be happy to watch well I, I put together all your scenes so i'll send you the link um okay cool yeah, yeah. oh my god i would I, okay I, I i would love that that would be yeah cool. and i love the intros too man you know the we interact with other characters those yeah. lines i mean they're fantastic in this game yeah yeah, I don't. I, you probably, it's probably just line reading to you, but there's some really cool nuggets in there that characterize it. Well, that's awesome because um, those are the hardest ones to do for me. Like um, those one, those those one liner, like sort of like where you're, because I I don't I don't know why I didn't think they were the hardest ones to do, but they were the ones that I was always asked to do different versions of when we were doing it. So like I think that my. Um, my instinct was always, I, I would always be like a little, a little too like internal with it. And they'd always have to be like, okay, yeah, but they're like, that was cool. And we'll save that. You know, mind you, this is, this is, this is kind of like your, this You're is like your fight. moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is your moment. Right. You know? And they're like, look, I, and it was fun. It was funny because we didn't do all that shit until way later. So it's like, uh... I had been browbeaten into being this introvert with him. And so it was hard to like, to let like go, just, yeah. change, just, just to, just to yeah. change that mindset. I was so used to knowing where he lived, you know, like in my body that yeah. like him, you know, being um, sort of antagonistic or, or even, even more just bigger and more. Uh, it probably felt weird after doing it. Did, it for, he yeah. was like, he was so broken and quiet for like so long. I mean, that, that, that scene in the, in the prison, I mean, we did that like a whole bunch of different ways. I mean, that was like, bunch of days of that because they they it was really long at one point and then they shortened it and then because of the way they they changed it around we needed to like actually read some of the lines again because they just wanted that they had tried to cut some lines down that were longer and then like the edit didn't work and so i just needed to say them again 
So like we spent a lot of time in that prison cell, like, you know, I mean, and that was also the scene that was the, it was the part, we used part of that scene as the let's find the voice exercise. So I spent a lot of time in that prison cell, like up here, like um, <laughs> imagining what that looked like and be, you know, so it was, uh, yeah. But you're happy to be out. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, I am and I'm not, I mean, like uh, I love, I love having an ongoing thing, you know? Um, yeah, I know. Like it's great. It's really fun to return to, to to things every few weeks or whatever that looks like. And um You know what I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah no. But I mean like, <laughs> but you know, you you get out of the prison song, the next thing you know, I mean, oh shit, now we're gonna be out, we're gonna be fighting, like uh, you know, who knows what's gonna happen to this guy, you know. Uh I don't know. I I, I like the prison cell uh size off. We got a few fan questions here if, if you don't mind, um, Andrew. Yeah, go for it. Just quickly. Uh how many times did you listen to the reptile theme song? From the Mortal Kombat movie to pump you up for your voice over sessions. <laughs> Zero times. <laughs> but maybe that's something now far after the fact, Andrew. Yeah, well, now I gotta go find that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, but to answer the question that 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 they're after there, like outside of reading about him, I didn't listen to the other ones. Um, because by the time I knew um that I had got the role once I knew what it was I had booked it right so like there wasn't a lot of they, they did that on purpose so I wouldn't pollute myself with past reptiles so once we had nailed down the voice and, and that was hard one you know like it took us a little bit to like get that right I I was like I'm not gonna go listen to past reptiles like like for any reason like I just I don't they they, they really wanted to start anew and so I didn't want to so I'm sure I would have come across that theme song um, in in that little deep, deep deep dive, but because I didn't do it, uh, <laughs> no, so zero times. Are you prepared, Andrew, to play this character for the next ten plus years in multiple oh, possible multiple games? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, am I? Shit, have you even? I, I would, have you thought about I, that? I would be honored. Shit, that's crazy. I have never thought about that. I have yeah. never thought about that. I don't wow. assume that that's. I don't assume that that's a thing. Like I, I mean, not not because it's not a thing, but only because, um, oh, I don't, I, I just don't feel like any of that's a foregone conclusion, you know, in this business. Like, you know, they, who knows? There's a, you know, there, there's a something political could happen. No, I hadn't considered that, and it would be, it would be such a cool and and I would be honored to do that. That would be incredible. Yeah, I mean, if I, I'm, I am around as long as they'll have me, you know. Well, yeah, it is. It is MK one. So you'd think the next is MK2 and you'll be back. That's, yeah, hopefully. Right. I mean, have they, uh, has that, is that a thing? This is like a reboot of the world. So you would think, you know, bearing the sales, of, which they always are good, that the next one will be MK2 and you'll be right. back again then, in, a, in a year or so. So and off we go. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. I mean, look, I mean, hey, it's up to you fans out there okay like as long as they're getting good feedback i'll be back it's uh you know you guys can probably make that decision for me if uh if i get destroyed for anything then maybe they'll rethink it but um i mean i think they would stick with me but um you know you know if you, if you like it go ahead and uh you know let them leave know. a comment let them know <laughs> yeah exactly what was your favorite interaction with another fighter um, oh, you know, you, you do so many lines that you can't, you can never remember them all. Um, it's so cool because, you know, you guys, you guys who consume the game, you, you get to, you get to experience it all the time. You get to really hear it, you know, like, um, 
you know, there's thousands of lines that I had to say in a dark room in Calabasas. So, I mean, probably for me, it, it, it would have been any time I was able to antagonize any of the classic characters, you know, I mean, because it's like when you're able to, you know, when you're facing off against like Raiden or like Scorpion or Sub-Zero or any of those, you know, like you really feel like you're a part of the actual thing. You know, when I, I mean, MK11 was amazing, right? But so much baseball had been played since the last time I paid attention. Like there was a, yeah, I mean, there, there was an unbelievable amount of characters and story that had happened, you know, that we had gotten way, we'd, well, we had gotten <laughs> really, really far uh, off from like what, like the, the, you know, the core characters. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, it really felt like I got to, I was like, this was, this was like mortal combat at its mortal combatiness. Mortal, mortal combat at its mortal combatiest for me, you know, being able to yeah. like, to, and, and to imagine squaring off in front of, you know, these, you know, and I, cause I was trying to imagine like, what, what are the, are the OG characters reimagined going to be, you know, cause they all started to look so different, you know I mean? Like they, like they lost their mask, they changed their outfits, you know, like all kinds of crazy shit happened to them, you know, like, uh, yeah. And so this is them back to a, a new imagining of what I remembered from when I was a kid. So, yeah, just any of the classics, like, like if I got to drop their name in, which I didn't often, but sometimes I would, I, I would, I would say their name, you know, like. Uh, that must be surreal. Totally. Totally. I mean, it's like when I was, this is as close as you'll ever get to, like, you know, I always had that dream that I'd go to a Metallica concert. And that, like, James Hetfield would blow his voice out and they just have to pull some kid out of the crowd to finish the show. You know? <laughs> that kids you. Because it's like, yeah. I don't want to be him. I just want to be him for a night, mm. you know, and just see what that feels like or some version of that, you know. know um, you yeah. And then and, and I get up and I do it and everybody digs it. Like, I mean, that I mean, that's as close as you can get to that. Because it's just like, it's something that was, you know, I mean, when you're a little kid in northern New Mexico, like video games, music, I mean, it is this far away from your reality as humanly possible. I mean, like we didn't even have like video stores, like tradition, like people had, and even people with video stores. You didn't have blockbuster Hollywood. No, no. We had a little place called <laughs> video library, which was like a little place right downtown that was super small. And it had like a little section with a, with a, a, a curtain over it for the X-rated movies. And, you know, there was like one or two copies of each movie. I mean, you had to be on a waiting list for months to see anything, you know, like wow. you were just on a list. I mean, it was just, it's crazy. And plus when I was a kid, like it took like a year and a half for like movies to come out, like after they were in a theater. I mean, it was like, it was ridiculous. So, I mean, it was to somehow get to be a part of something that was such a big deal. Like when you were a kid is, is, I mean, it's, it's unthinkable. Like I never, I hoped best case scenario, I'd be able to do like new stuff that, you know, uh, people hadn't heard of yet in acting, but being able to revisit like classic things like that is, is really unbelievable. I wouldn't believe you if you told me, you know, like I was a kid. To capture me, they must see me. Voice line was cool as fuck. Can we hear it, Andrew? Yeah. To capture me. They must see me. <laughs> yeah, that is a cool line. Yeah, that is cool. And they and and I remember I remember recording a couple of versions of that, and I was not surprised that they used it right for the launch. 
because I was like, this yeah, is kind of cool. Kind of cool. <laughs> like, it's, like you, know, you know how, like, I always wondered, like, when actors are doing movies, finish a scene, are they like, that's going to be in the trailer. Oh, I bet you that's yeah. in the trailer, right? Yeah, they got to put that in the trailer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You just know. Was you know? that like, one of them for you? You felt that? I, 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 I mean, like, I mean, I guess. I mean, you yeah. know, it's so, I mean. It's different, isn't it, if, for games? I, yeah, yeah it, it is a little bit because you don't know how they're going to roll it out. Yeah. You know, like, and, and sure enough, they rolled out. There was a ton of trailers, right? I mean, there was a ton of different versions of them, or at least, like, you know, the kind of stuff I saw on, on YouTube was like, I was like, oh, wow, they keep coming out with something new all the time you know they so know you would market, hope that yeah. that would be in the portion that had your character but if we were doing like you know the movie and i said that line i'd be like oh that's gonna be in the trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is your favorite reptile design loved your performance by the way well as we said before you you tried to stay away didn't you <clears throat> i think they're all cool really that's the thing it's just such a cool character yeah. How does one see them all? Yeah, I mean, you'd, I guess you'd have to go through all of these appearances to find... You see uh, everybody. The game's not out yet. How would I know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I there's, 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 there's probably a video with all these skins on YouTube. Um, yeah, that's the thing. That's I, don't think there's, I don't think they're out as time of recording. No, but I know that there's some cool ones in there. I've unlocked a few. Which form of reptile is your favorite? Um... Well, I, I mean, obviously, for me, human. Um, well, it, you know, it depends. I mean, like, as the dude who is who is him, obviously, I like the the human form because that's where that's where he lives, right? But as a fan, I would be all, 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 all reptile side. You know, like, I mean, because that's just where he gets sick. Like, I, I, I did so much gross ass noises for that lizard, but I didn't really know how it was going to be used. Dude, and I, I was not disappointed with how they used some of that shit. Like it was <laughs> unbelievable. Like that that I like regurgitate someone and they're oh yeah like, they're and they're melting <laughs> from my bile. <laughs> I mean oh, who who doesn't That's... want that for their career, you know? Yeah, what did you do today, Andrew? Oh <laughs> I just uh like vomited just... someone up. Uh, yeah exactly yeah. like because i remember doing like because they were just like they're like okay so imagine like you're a python like like and i'd be like okay so like so i'm like, like opening up like like you know like trying to do like these noises, and they'd be like yeah give me like give me like 10 of those I'd be like, okay <laughs> you know like like doing like these sounds like is like that like that yeah but like more aggressive like and they're i was like well, how is this gonna work and they're like we're gonna use it you'll see because that stuff you don't you don't have any visual for. Oh man, a uh, couple more. Uh, no questions. I just want to shout out one of my favorite MK characters. Great job, Andrew. Thank you for your performance. Who are, who's your favorite character besides Reptile in the MK universe? Well, so I was a Raiden guy. Like that was my favorite character. Um, you know, uh, mostly because I just kicked everybody's ass as him. Like I just knew all his moves of which there was like, you know, so few compared to how many there are now. But um, like, I was just unstoppable with him when I played with him. So I loved Raiden, but then Raiden, like, you know, his story got weird. Right. So, um, well, I mean, in just in the sense that like, uh, I don't know, he'd be kind of be, he became a bad guy and there's all kinds of crazy shit going on with Raiden. Right. So when I started to learn about more about the backstory though, 
I started to become much more of a Liu Kang guy, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Like, that was more of like, a, I don't know. That was a story that I could kind of get with. Like, I, you know what? I really liked uh, movies like Ip Man and. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, you know, those. I don't know why. Like, I, I identified him with sort of like that, like, kind of like coming up from nothing uh, with this extraordinary talent, kind of like from a small village kind of. I always like stories like that, like a rat, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, probably him. Last one. Did you really eat the fly? Did yes. you totally eat the fly? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's, I mean, I'm a method actor. There's no other way to do it. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like it. Nether realm provided me with a couple of sterilized flies and, oh, yeah. you know, I just, I just had to go with it. Like they promised me that they'd been cleaned up, you know, yeah. that they brushed off their little bodies and, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, it was nauseating, but there's nothing I won't do for the job because you know, it's important. <laughs> Hey, thank you, man, for today. Um, I've kept you a bit long. I'm sorry, but it was no too worries. much fun. Thank you for everything. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the MK fans that have tuned in today? Um, yeah, man. I just uh, thank you, thank you all, one and all, for uh, all your support over the years. You guys are, um, you know, it's it's a it's an honor to be part of the family. Um, I, I know that it. I don't take it lightly, and uh, you know, getting into this like OG legacy role and, and doing something different with it has been one of the most exciting parts of my career. And, um, you know, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you love the new game and I hope that the new approach, I don't know, fills out some of the gaps where reptile, uh, you know, needed a little bit, uh, uh, needed that human touch, you know? So I, I just, I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for always, uh, you know, the support and, uh, all the comments and all the art and stuff you've sent me. It's, it's, it's so it's, I see it all and I appreciate you all. So thank you. And keep it coming guys. So you're on Twitter, Instagram, anything else? Nope. That's it. And stay away from Twitter. That, that, uh, that, that, that's an it's old, a bit of a that's an old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also that, that there's an address of mine going around that like I haven't used in 10 years. Don't, don't <laughs> like just <laughs> stick on IG. Yeah. And uh, are you going to do any any signings or anything that you want to plug or not, nothing at this stage or? Yes. Um, so I I um, have not really dipped my toe too much into that world at all. Um, but there is going to be a streamily cast signing on October nineteenth. Nice. Um, nice. uh, they, they might play with around with that date a little bit, um, but it will be mid October. Uh, there will be plenty of posts about it. Um, so I'll be there with other cast members doing that in mid-October. So uh, keep a, keep an eye out for that. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, can uh, can Reptile say one last thing to Dan? Dan Allen, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure doing business with you. Don't Don't misread my intentions, princess. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, mate.